7 p.m. on a Thursday night, which is not a normal night for the Thunderstrikers, but we are live Thursday night. Thunderstrikers from the Safety Harbor Studios. Why are we live tonight? Because we have a special night. We have special guests coming on tonight from Bay Bolts. We have a commentator coming on from the NFL. It's going to be a great night, so uh, let's get started. Joe, I want to bring these guys right on. How about that? Oh, that sounds good to me. Go Outstanding. Ahead. Bringing on Michael Wax and Jake Ricker. Hey, Bye. guys. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How hey, guys. Are you guys how doing? you doing? Doing good. Good, good. How are you? Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Welcome to uh, Thunder Strikers on a special night. Uh, obviously, we know why we're here, because the Bolts just did a phenomenal job on Thursday. We're going to talk about that tonight. Talk a little bit about the Bay Bolts and uh, how they're integrated in YouTube and Twitter. I'm going to throw that right down in there right now, in fact. So, uh, guys, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited with the with the Bolts, how they've been playing recently. I know we were getting into that game, but uh, I'm, I'm just glad hockey's been back now recently after being out with it for so long. So, uh, I'm excited for these next couple of rounds here. The lighting looked good. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to jump right into it, guys, if uh, if you're up for it. We're going to jump right into this game, talk about why we are so happy with our lightning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> On a day that's been an emotional roller coaster ride. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that, too, unfortunately. <laughs> we can never have just good news. There's always yeah, got to be it can't something be good that news. Just, you know. <sighs> so obviously, uh, right off the bat, we can see that the uh, – the game last night, the Bolts had a goal. Mm -hmm. We'll give it to them. They got a goal, and we had not one, not two. Mm -hmm. We had seven <laughs> goals, guys. I'll tell you right now. We had seven <laughs> goals. I don't know if you could hear it from Safety Harbor, but this house was rocking. My wife and I were going bananas, throwing <laughs> things at the screen. Score, goal, scaring the dogs. The One dog was hiding in the bathroom. One dog was hiding in the closet because I was just going bananas. What a great, great game. Were you guys watching it last night? Oh, absolutely. You know, you talk about keeping your foot on the gas. That's what they did all game. They did not let up, which was really nice to see, you know, because a lot of people expect this one to go seven games. So this is, this is supposed to be a long, grueling series. And for the Lightning to come out and, and really dominate that game, and, and show everybody, hey, we're, we're not messing around this year. This is a different team. So it was really good to see them uh, really keep their foot on the gas in that game. Very, very much so. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, they were fantastic last night. And I think a lot of people stepped up, people that had stepped up in the Columbus series, people that stepped up earlier in the series, and people that hadn't really had their groove going in the playoffs at all. And I think we saw a complete team effort. And I, again, I was really surprised with some of the people's uh, contributions. Uh, I've, as we had on our Baybolt show last night, I got made fun of a little bit because of some of the players that I criticized uh, in previous games. They came to play. So uh, again, really happy with the full team effort. I hope they don't take their foot off the gas up two to one. But, again, I, I was so happy last night with, with how they played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's also amazing. Not only did, you know, they play hard and they, they, they met the Bruins with shot for shot, 
way exceeded that hit for hit but they got smart they didn't fall into the bruins trap of getting penalties they had what one penalty penalty. the entire game guys that's almost a miracle for the bolts lately especially against the bruins yeah because these guys are good at getting tripped up falling down and the academy award goes to you know oh oh my ankle kind of thing you know yeah and, and we didn't have those uh bad calls i i watched your show guys i always watch your show i love your show yes we do and you guys had brought up uh eric furlat and uh trust me i don't know which one i hate more uh furlat or tim peel and you guys know about tim peel also yeah yeah, it, it, that that was huge for the Bolts. You know, f- throughout this whole series, they were taking just stupid penalties, and they weren't even. You know, in, in the, I know the refs have not been great, but uh, mostly when the Bolts have been taking some of these penalties, they they were penalties. You know, penalties that that should have been called, and uh, they were just boneheaded plays. But then they um, uh, tonight they didn't do that, and and that shows what happens when you don't take those silly penalties, and the Lightning can take advantage of it. Um, and, and they can play well. They don't get bogged down and on the penalty kill and don't have to constantly kill things off. They can be in the offensive zone and, and control the game more, which also gets exactly. them more and power. I'm to this guy in the screen right here. This guy, you know, people can say what they want. Oh, Cooper is, you know, he's got all that talent, nothing to show for it. No, this guy takes the talent, directs them the right way, says, guys, we need to stop getting these penalties. We need to play smarter. We need to crowd that net. Oh, my God. How many times? And you know, it killed me last night because the one goal, of course, was Brad Marchand. What is he doing in front of the net all alone? Standing there oh, no. almost like a statue. And I'm like, get him, get him, get him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Two nights in a row. And, and then I they zoom out Cooper said, done. Yeah, I mean, just because your penalty kill is good doesn't mean that you want to be on the penalty kill all the time. Yeah. So I think the Lightning had done a really good job with that. Uh, the penalty killers that were on in that penalty kill weirdly were their second unit for some reason against the Bruins' top power play unit. So I was confused by that. I think that might have had a little bit to do with why Brad Marchand scored. But, you know, it's great to see the fact that the referees were a little bit more consistent when it came to catching the Bruins shenanigans. And when I see people like Charlie McAvoy take a run at Nikita Kucherov or, um, again, Jake, I apologize. Last night I talked about someone that dropped their gloves with Zarelli who wouldn't go. That, <laughs> like Those are the types of plays that the Bruins try to get you into. They try to really like get you into their game. And I thought the Lightning – did an awesome job by just not responding. And if you're Patrick Maroon or Nikita Kudrop, just laughing at all. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and this is what they do. This is their strategy. You know, when they're a couple of goals down, they, they start to cause problems and, yeah. and try to cause fights. And yeah. I find it amazing that, and we unfortunately have fallen into this trap so many times before with the Bruins. I mean, they're almost our Achilles heel when it comes to these penalties and getting tripped up on stupid things. We didn't fall for it this time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the Bruins went, uh-oh, and we just started to <laughs> trounce on them. I mean, the paper even today says we beat the crap out of the Bruins. That's <laughs> well, just we, fantastic. That's we, just we, a nice we, way of saying it. Yeah. And, and can also, while we're talking about John Cooper, I think he deserves a shout-out to, you know, the power play is 
struggled so much throughout this entire playoffs. And Cooper's been changing up the lines a couple of times. I know some people were really upset with some of the moves he made, but I think credit goes to him again because he finally made a couple of moves. It took him a little while, but that power play clicked last night. And that was the one thing, you know, the one major thing that was holding the bolts back was they could not get that power play going. I think a large part of that due to because Stamkos is still out, but they got it going last night, which was huge for them. Now, hopefully they can continue it. You know, that'll be another another story to see if they can do it again. But a good job by Cooper finally figuring out what works when Stamkos is not in. If oh, there's yeah. another, if there's ever a coach that's on the firing line from these, most of the uh, people that I talk to uh, is uh, Halpin. Uh, you know, they want his head served on a platter and uh, Cooper too. fire Cooper. You know, uh, Cooper's an epic fail. No, the guy is an amazing coach. And just because you don't see him blow up, you know, in front of the camera in that locker room. That's a different story there, Jeff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that Cooper got emotional after the, the yeah, first game. And then, and then the second game too, he's finally starting to show his emotions on the ice, which I think is a good thing because it's scaring some of the other coaches who just think that Cooper's a patsy Yeah, and he's not, you know, we went over 16. Like you said, we went over 16 on power plays in this, series so far or in the playoffs in fact and now we're three for four mm -hmm. so i agree this is something and not only did it is it great for points to get in there but it's great for our mental game we just just like andre palat did earlier in the or yanni gord did earlier in the season could not get a goal could not get a goal and then he finally gets one and then he's on fire again it's such a mental game behind everything that this was something we needed to push ourselves forward. So uh, this game did so much for so many different things. Very, very pleased. Yeah, and Andre Palat started it all off with that first goal at uh, yeah. 12.48. Amazing. Let me, let me bring up Andre because Andre is awesome. We love Andre. Second goal on a power play, and that got us going, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me see yeah, what Palat we got here. There's There's, there's, there's our boy. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what. You know, and this is, guys, as you know, this is – what separates the lightning from the rest of the NHL? Yeah, they got they've got their perfection line for the the Bruins. We have so many different depths in line here. Mm -hmm. We've got Palat. We've got the Gord line. We've got you know, oh geez, Tyler Johnson steps in when he needs to. Mm -hmm. You know, you're Tyler good. Johnson's been a huge playoff performer. He he does so good in the playoffs. And you're you're absolutely right though, because you know guys like let's take Johnson for example, who a lot of people have talked about could be on the move after this year. People consider him him potentially playing as a first line, second line for most teams. Uh, but on the Lightning, he ends up as a third line more often than not. I mean, he plays every which way, you know, with Cooper changing up lines all the time. But you're right, the, the Lightning have such good depth. And it shows. It really shows when they when they come out here and like that third line. I think it was with uh, Goudreau and and Coleman. I can't remember the third one. I think it was Gord. I mean, they played so well these past couple of games, and, and it really shows. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been awesome. Uh, but you talked about Palat. Like, is does it help that he's playing with Point and Kucherov? Absolutely, two of the top oh, yeah. like yeah. fifteen players in the world. But. Palat's been one of my favorites for a really, really long time. Uh, it was surprising to see him break out that one-timer. Uh, the last time I can remember him taking a one-timer was in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2015. Yeah. So that should tell you how long uh, he has waited to break that shot out. But 
it, it goes back to, you know, put players in key situations. John Cooper does it really, really well. And Halpern does it really, really well. Yep. Give them situations to succeed and they will reward you. And Palat has been a, a really underrated player for a really long time, probably because he's been injured so often. But, you know, healthy season, he looked what, like one of the best players on the Lightning this year. And it's contributing in these playoffs. That overtime goal was probably even more impressive than the oh, power play yeah. goal. <laughs> I was hoping for point, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, we're big, we're, we're big on Braden Point yeah, fans here. I'm a big Braden Point guy. <laughs> uh, Richard Mendoza and- chipes in and says, uh, not Coop. This is all Jeff Halpern. And you know what, Richard? Uh, he's a hater. Well, you know, and this, like we said, this even follows further on the depth of the Bulls. We don't just have good coach and everyone else kind of follows along. We have a lot of depth, not only in our team, but our coaching staff. And it really, really helps out. I'm going to bring up a, sen- a sensitive subject, guys, because like I said, I, I watch your show all the time and I know you guys have been on this guy, but I got to bring him up. Alex Kalorn. Alex I know how much you love uh, Alex Kalorn, guys. Hey, I love Alex Kalorn. <laughs> this guy's got listen, him all gone. He's gone after the listen, season. That big make, contract's gone. It's I gone. Two so statements. Alex. I make two statements about Alex Kalorn. It's going to haunt me for the rest of my broadcasting career. <laughs> listen, I at the end that, of the day, Kalorn, Kalorn was struggling. I mean, he was having. I mean, he did cup, had a couple of points before before game two uh, against Boston, but he was struggling. And my big issue with Kalorn was the penalties. I mean, they were just stupid, stupid penalties, and it kept putting the Bolts in terrible situations. And when you're in the playoffs, especially deeper and deeper into the playoffs, you can't do that because those mistakes are gonna cost you. And they did cost the Bolts a couple of times. And when that continues for so many games, you know, I'm gonna sit there and say, yeah. I, something needs to change. Now, I'm very excited that he turned it on in game two. He played an amazing game. It's probably his best game of the playoffs. So I hope it continues. You know, um, you know that's what we do as as broadcasters. We like to call people out, and, and, and you know, then they end up turning it on because that's just how it works. But uh, I'm glad that he did. So I hope it continues. But he was struggling for a while. You guys were, oh, yeah. you guys were all over it, man. I was sitting there. I was like, wow, these guys are on it. Well, you know, and. and Killer, again, I, I love this depth word tonight. It seems to be the word of the day. Mm-hmm. If you're playing a drinking game out there, every time I say depth, don't do it. You're going to get hammered. <laughs> I think. Uh, but, again, this guy, he, he's representative in the players' union. He's doing doc talk. He's doing social media stuff. He's connecting with his fans during the off time. He's keeping Lightning fans excited about the game and excited about hockey mm-hmm. during the pandemic when we were all just kind of depressed. And I think he's a great, great addition to this team. I'm going to be really sorry if and when he goes. And he, unfortunately, probably will be going, you know? Yeah. I, I, think he's done. I, I don't really want to talk about, like, where he's going because uh, he, he is the only one of those $5 million-plus guys that has yeah. that full no-trade clause, goes into a modified no-trade clause this offseason. But – you know, I, the reason that we got so frustrated with Kalorn was another reason that I got so frustrated with Kucherov is we know what kind of potential he could bring to the table, and he's just not doing it. And with Kucherov, it was more like he's just not putting up points. With Kalorn, it was he is detrimenting the team by taking penalties, 
while being one of the team's best penalty killers. So he is basically becoming a net negative on the penalty kill or when he takes penalties. That was my biggest problem with Kalorn. And you know what? If he proves me wrong for the rest of the playoffs, doesn't take a single penalty, I, I'm happy to eat my words because I want these guys to succeed. But it was really obvious in the Columbus series, not so much in the round robin, but he was having a really tough time in the Columbus series and in the first two games of the Boston series of just, you know, staying out of the box. And when he was on the ice, maintaining possession in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the problem we're having with killer is that he, I'm not sure if he's wants to try to keep proving himself. If he's trying to lead his guys into being more rough and tough and making mistakes with it, or if he thinks he can get things over on these refs. And we have to remember these refs are anti lightning. I mean, two minutes for being a lightning player. <laughs> it does feel like that's actually going to be a new rule. That's next year. Tim Peel. Yeah, there's a new rule next year coming out. If you're a lightning player, you get an automatic two minutes. And Eric Furlat. Wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> hey, um, Joel has a question. He says, uh, with tomorrow's game being postponed, are they playing games for on Saturday or Sunday? Well, Joel, honestly, we don't know. Uh, yeah. We've all been searching for this. Uh, we, we, we figure, it's going to be game Saturday and yeah, Sunday. We figure it's going to be Sunday. I think they're just going to ship everything one day over. But uh, until they have an answer on this, we just don't know. Yeah. And yeah, that would make the most sense, them playing on Sunday, since they were obviously not supposed to play today, but tomorrow. But we already got the time set for uh, Sunday. I reported that at 8 o'clock. So that game is still going to be on. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Braden Point. Oh, let's talk about Braden Point. You know, I can, I can, that's my boy. We've all known it. Uh, Braden, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. He uh, is just someone so... who just – he came in late to the year. We've talked about that. He It was a contract issue, and then it was a, a surgery issue, and then he was real quiet. And all of a sudden, <laughs> here he Boom. comes out of nowhere. You know, he's silent after the, the regular season. Where's Braden? Who's Braden? Do we know Braden? And then this kid is just on fire. Poof. (laughs) Come on, guys. Six goals, nine assists, 15 points. He's just unbelievable. What do you guys think? Yeah, Braden Point is obviously one of our up-and-coming stars. This guy's been amazing. I don't know what they did to him in that knee surgery, if they gave him like some kind of extra boost or something, but he's been flying ever since he came back from that knee surgery. And uh, what I think is so amazing about Point, too, is his ability on the breakaway. Uh, when he's all in all alone, he just has such a good move to get those player, those goaltenders to bite, and he's got an open net almost every time he goes on a breakaway. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh, lightning goal. Put it on the board now. I mean, he's, just, he's so good and so fast. And also his ability to, you know, control the puck, I think, is really good. We saw it in, in game three against Boston. He fought off, what was it, three Boston players and got that puck uh, to, to one of our guys and ended up scoring on that play. I believe it was Kucherov's goal that, that where they ended up scoring. Yeah, you got it to Shattenkirk, I think. But uh, he just does such a good job with, with controlling the puck. Yes, yeah, I do. Shatt- Are you a Shattenkirk fan, by the way? I'm a fan of all these guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think Jack Burke's a great player too. You know, him bringing over his leadership too. I think it's been really good for the yeah. Lightning as well. Yep, hey. I'm actually hoping that he sticks around. I know he's on his one-year contract, but uh, he's not getting a lot of money. It's not going to really hurt the salary cap. And for somebody to come in, and I'm actually one of the only few people 
that actually owns a Shattenkirk jersey because you have to have it made, you know, and all this stuff. And I did because I believe in this guy. He has come in, taken, like you said, a leadership role, and he's the kind of guy that from the blue line, he gets that puck to the net. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't, but when it doesn't, at least it gets it down to the paint, and these guys are now ready to get it in the net from there. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really like Shattenkirk, and just to uh, make a little bit of a, a change, Jake, uh, he had a hip surgery, not a knee surgery. Yeah, uh, in the offseason. Uh, I think the reason that we're seeing a different point in the postseason is because he had five months to recuperate from that hip surgery. It's the mm-hmm. same reason we're seeing a different Zach Bogosian because yeah. Bogosian never recovered from his hip surgery in the offseason. So, you know, Point has been that premier player uh, for, I would say, the last two, three years probably. Um, he it's interesting whenever he would have like shootout uh, goals. And I know this is different from breakaway goals, but he would go directly under the glove or the, uh, the blocker of the goalie. Now, because that's been figured out, he's going on the glove side of the goalie and he's beating them every time. So uh, he's a really smart player and and just transitioning over to Shattenkirk. uh, I do think that the lightning might look at bringing him back and I think they might actually get him for cheaper because I know we're not supposed to talk about the offseason, but uh, he is next year going to get paid $6 million from the New York Rangers because of that buyout. So yep. why not try to sign him to a league minimum contract and say, hey, they're already giving you $6 million. Why not exactly. like, try to get him for the lowest amount possible? Um, I mean, we don't had, care who pays him because I love him. Exactly. I'm right with you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I like Pat Maroon too. I mean, Pat Maroon is, oh, is well, the Pat. only guy that has won a cup on the whole team, and he's leadership. Yeah. You guys know how finicky we are as Lightning fans. We want to see the same people, nobody leave, <laughs> nobody new. Unfortunately. But yes. these new guys, I mean, good God, good rope. But go I love Steffens. Steffens, uh, yeah, Mitchell, incredible. Just these guys have come in the first year and have just shown what – it is like to be a lightning player. Just a fantastic. Yeah. By the way, Valerie, I I know with you, I cannot believe the game is canceled, but I also cannot believe you got a picture of the Yankees as your uh, <laughs> your profile picture because I, last time I checked, and I'll be real quick, they are in second place. You better be real back. quick. Two and a half games back, but I won't say anything more. Okay, I'm going to change the subject here. <laughs> I'm going to definitely change the subject here. Uh, Mr. Halleck gave up. Uh, four goals and it was four to one and Cassidy said, okay, well I'm going to take my goalie out and I'm going to put this 23 year old six foot five inch Dan Blotter, who's 23 years old. He's really tall. I'm like, oh my God, you know, this kid's got to be nervous. He's they're throwing him right into the fire. Yeah. So Cassidy's thinking, all right, well, Poor you know, our guys will, will definitely play for him and you know, we're going to keep this close and everything. They didn't play for him. No, I know. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're going to bring in another guy. This guy is Bob Emanuel Jr., good friend of mine. He is a analyst. Hey, he's an analyst. Uh, you know, when, when you have a home studio, unfortunately, you have home dogs, and they do that. Uh, for the NHL or the NFL, excuse me, he was uh, exclusively for the Dolphins for a long time, and now he's with uh, pretty much all the, the NHL sports in the Florida area and NFL. So Bob Emanuel Jr., welcome aboard tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. Is the microphone loud enough? 
Yeah, we we can hear you. Can you guys hear him? All right. Yep, we can hear him. Yep. Okay. There we go. All right, outstanding. So, uh, Bob, we've been talking about uh, this game last night. Of course, this is probably how the whole game's going to go because it's just a fantastic thing to talk about. And uh, we've been talking about how these guys have really come through. And what was the last thing we were jumping on? We have so much to talk about with this game. I'm still kind <laughs> of in shock, guys. I'm literally in shock from this this game. It was incredible. Well, one thing I caught as I, as really I was waiting to come on, you were talking about a guy that's going to get cut that's making $6 million with New York. That happens a lot of times in NFL and other sports. You see a guy like Earl Thomas, for instance. Right now he got cut from the Baltimore Ravens. He's due $10 million guaranteed. There's speculation other teams will sign him. Why? If he's going to get $10 million from them, they get an offset. So you give him minimum wage, he comes in to you, and the other team pays the fair. So... If yeah. the Lightning can pull that off next year, more power to them. And, and that, that's the great thing about this salary cap. We have players in place, and I don't know if these guys did it on purpose, knowing this was going to happen, but we have players in place that are eligible to get minimum and are getting money from other teams. And, hey, if the Rangers want to pay for a great guy like Patricia, we'll take it all day long. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, It's almost like sending us a Christmas card, <laughs> millions of dollars in it, and say, here. The only Thank problem you. is I got a little tired of everybody calling us the Tampa Rangers. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I, and this is one of the things I love about the Lightning as, as a team. They brought in Shattenkirk, who was basically kicked to the curb by the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Told he was worthless. Told he wasn't anything. Even to a guy whose family lives there. They were Rangers fans all their lives. He was so excited to play for the Rangers. And for the Rangers to dump on him so bad. So he comes to the Lightning. We bring him in with open arms, mm -hmm. give him a quasi-leadership role, and let him do what he does, and the kid is on fire. You know, great, great job. And I don't even have a Shattenkirk picture today, unfortunately. <laughs> Normally I do because, you know, I love the guy. Ah, hey, that's listen, surprising. if the Rangers <laughs> want to keep giving us these these great players, you know what? Call us Tampa Rangers. I don't care. They're, I love guys <laughs> from them. So. And, hey, uh, the Rangers just got, uh, who was it, Lafreniere. So may, maybe future Bolt. Maybe, yeah, yeah. a couple I mean, of years. We want their castoffs, their castoffs that are going to be incredibly playing for us. I'll take them. We don't the want ball. the bread man though. Uh, I don't want pasta. <laughs> I don't want. I don't them on that roster. Well, can you believe that guy is such a sellout for Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, I really think if there were crowds there, they would be throwing cups of coffee at him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> what a genius! Hey, did we bring up Vassy yet? Oh, we did, we did we bring up Vassy yet? Let me tell you something. What can you say that hasn't been said about our boy Vasilevsky? My goodness. Eight and three. Eight and three. Look at that. Look at the, the look in his eyes. He <laughs> knows he's the best goalie around. 2.06 and uh, save percentage is 0.924. Amazing. This, this guy is just getting better and better. He, he's my pick for the Vesna. He's been my pick. The last two years, this is the third year that I think he deserves the best. The Pecky Rainey won it that first year. Yeah. So I'm still butthurter over that, that Rainey won that. But Vassy, uh, to me, is the best goalie in the NHL. Yes. So, guys, and I want everyone's opinion on this. Do you think between the second and third period, this goalie had to go in and change his drawers? Dan Vladar. Because, my goodness, and you're – First NHL appearance of all time, and you're in the playoffs. Throw him to the jungle. And it's four to one. 
and your team looks like crap and they're not doing anything for their goalie. What the heck was were they thinking? I mean, good gracious. And I told you what they Braden were thinking. Point on a breakaway. Hey, Braden, welcome to the NHL. Wink. I made mean, it look easy. God. <laughs> it wasn't even fair. No. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just they he probably definitely had to do something like that in that intermission. He got he got thrown to the wolves. I almost felt bad for him, but then I remembered he was wearing a Boston Bruins jersey, so I really didn't feel bad anymore. But I listen, I think they did it because they knew they were getting killed. They had no chance in this game. So they thought, let's take Halak out, you know, maybe give him a chance to rest and kind of get his mind back or something. I, I I don't know, but this is it's also, you know, a lot of times goalie changes can often spark a team. It obviously didn't work for the Bruins this time. Uh, but, you know, I do feel a little bit bad for the kid because he got thrown to the Wolves. And the Bruins had basically given up at that point. So there was just no chance for him. Yeah, it, it's really sad. And it, it is sad for him because his confidence is now shot. He, they can say whatever they want to this kid, mm -hmm. but his confidence is in the toilet. So who knows? And we, we talked about this when Tuca – decided not to play for whatever reason we still don't know his and family really don't care his family whatever i'm sorry uh deployed soldier uh couldn't do it when my family had issues but what the heck right so when he left that brings down to two and we talked about this they got one good goalie and they got one kid yeah what happens if this good goalie goes down for good you know he, they're they're just done Fortunately, they'll, hopefully they'll be done in three games and we'll be done with the whole thing, but you never know. It's just crazy. I mean, you look at uh, Vladder. When he came into the game, he's six foot five. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he's, right, he's right. actually on skates. He's almost as tall as Shara. And I equate the Lightning with rookie goaltenders with the Buccaneers and backup quarterbacks. Uh, they will I feel like they will always lose and so I got actually kind of scared because I know it was four to one but I was like this is going to turn out very badly because the rookie Vladder had really good stats in the minors and I know the minors in the same as the majors but he looks like he's going to be a player and then I realized that you know Andre Vasilevsky has been our starting goalie for the last four years and has been on the team since he was 20 which is three years younger than Vlader is right now. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We're fine in that. We, we've got uh, a good goalie. I don't think we're going to blow this game. And he's got a good head on his shoulders. Even if they want to start Vlader in game four, which I don't think would be a smart decision. And there's only so much a, a kid can do. Uh, I look back to uh, the 2015 Stanley Cup Finals, the 2016 Eastern Conference Finals. Andre Vasilevsky played out of his mind. The lightning didn't show up, and you, there's only so much you can do when you are, if, even if you are more uh, skilled and younger and more agile. It, it, I just feel, again, I don't want to say I feel bad for him because he is a Boston <laughs> Bruin, yeah. but I just look at him and I go, man, if you were on any other team, I would be just like, Somebody saved this guy. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, my, my wife and actually and I were talking about this last night, how awesome it must be to be Curtis McElhaney. Mm -hmm. Because these goalies are literally sitting there enjoying life, watching the game with front row seats, making 700000 plus a year to be just to be there in case. And with Vassie in the, in the net, we don't need McElhaney right now. 
But then again, you think about this poor kid who's sitting there with front row seats to NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, loving life, making a good chunk of money until they go, hey, you're up. He's like, what? <laughs> me? You know, now he's shitting bricks. Oh, excuse me. Grabbing bricks. <laughs> we don't got no FCC. <laughs> well, this is kind of a family show, so I'm sorry about that. But, you know, it, 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 and all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even think he expected it. But he's standing there, and you can tell he was visibly shook up, standing there waiting to be called out on the ice, going, I don't think I want this to happen. <laughs> you know, ain't no enough money in this right now to play this game. And poof, he gets put in, and poof, he gets shut down. You know, because he got no help. I mean, mm-hmm. no help from his D-line. It was just yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well, that's a way to look at it, too. You know, bring in the 6'5 guy. Let's call him Lurch. Just, you know, a little nod to the Adams family. But he comes in first game. Nerves are shot. Now if he plays again, he probably sits there and thinks, hey, you know what? It can't get any worse than the other night. So in a way, I guess it might actually benefit him. Because you already saw all hell break loose. So now... Maybe you go in there with a little bit of confidence, say, hey, I already faced the worst and you know, I only have to get better from here. You can't really get much worse than that. So Yeah, I'm sure he's going to do great next season. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to knock him out before he even gets another chance to play, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I have a strong feeling that's going to happen. I mean, we are on a roll. We're on fire. Uh, barring, I mean, we may lose one more. Who knows? But barring anything really crazy – we have shown that we are a Stanley Cup potential team this year. We come out and do we it. We really didn't a couple games ago. Oh. I honestly, oh. after the first game with Boston, I honestly oh. did not think we would do this. And keep in mind, you right. just said that, and we still don't even have Steven Stamkos back yet. I yes. mean, yeah. we're doing this without Stam, and hopefully he'll be able to be back. I don't know because they're being so so silent on the situation. But and no Ryan McDonough, yeah, yeah and, and no McDonough. and John Ruta, yeah, and Jan, and Jan Ruta, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, just, we're down some out indefinitely. Out indefinitely. That's all Cooper says. Is uh, guys, nothing's changed. They're out indefinitely. So you know why do they keep on bugging me about? The status is when the statuses haven't changed on any of them. Stamkos is still out indefinitely. Rudd is still out indefinitely. And, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Ryan McDonough, we don't know the extent of the injury, but, you know, he's, it, he's looking like he's going to be out this series the way it's going. Yeah, you know, somebody actually brought up a, a point about, you know, oh, Stamkos, is, it's terrible. We've lost Stamkos and this and that. But take a look at the things that have happened when we don't have Stamkos. They're not able to focus on the Cooch Stamkos passing. Cooch has been moved to the other side, and they don't even know how to handle that. And now they can't focus their efforts on our two-star hitters across point. Mm-hmm. Now it's a free-for-all who's going to be charging that goal. It's a free-for-all who's going to get past them and go in. They don't know who to look for. And I'm not really sad to see Stamkos out. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I'd like to see him playing. But I don't think with the drink time depth that we have that we're really hurting so bad without it. No, we're definitely not. And, and the, the, they're, all these guys are being able to step up, and they're, and they're really helping out. But I, obviously, if Stamkos is ready to come back, I hope they can bring him back soon. Although with the, the depth that we have, you know, it's okay. It's nice to have, be able to leave him out. So if he's still, you know, 
95% right now, some teams might say, well, we got to we gotta bring him back in because we're struggling yeah. right now. We're still playing well. So we can wait until he gets 110% and then bring him back in, which is really nice for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now some of the questions we have is, you know, we all know it. We Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to hear it. But Kalorn is, is history. We know it. Who are we going to be looking at a captains this year? I think a Braden Point is one of them that we should be looking at. Yeah, a lot of that depends on, you know, I don't know what goes on inside the locker room and all that and the leadership behind closed doors because we don't get to see that. But, yeah, Braden Point's definitely a top guy. Any of those guys who are our top performers and scoring points, scoring goals, those star players are going to be the ones you look at first. Uh, I, you know, it, but a lot of that I think depends on what goes on behind closed door, closed doors, and who's being that leader, who's standing up for that team and saying, "Listen, even though we're down right now, and, and or we just got scored on, and we need to respond to this." You know, those are the guys I look for, and it, it's hard to tell as someone who's just watching from from the TV. But those are the guys that I think are the ones that will will get that chance. Yeah, very true. I mean, it's not a popularity contest. We know that, right? But it, I always wonder if it should be. You know, because who's yeah. performing on the ice? Who is the people that we're looking for with the A and the C on their chests? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. The kid's young. He's got a lot of time. And I hope it's all, it's all with the lightning at this point because I'd hate to lose him. But he just seems with his skill and his play to be a real leader on the ice. Who knows behind closed doors? You know, I don't know. Right now I'm thinking about the job that JBB has done, bringing in six different Bolts players. Uh and they're all responding and they're all doing good for us. And, and it's just amazing how good of a general manager JBB has done with these pickups and how much they've contributed to the bolts and their play. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we haven't even gotten to the second period, have we? <laughs> I don't think so. There's, just, there's so much good to talk about. It's, it's so hard. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's always, always bad, of course, like the people that are injured and things like that. And, what led us to this? We we didn't take a commanding presence game one by any means. It was a it was basically up until the end of the third period. Uh, again, I was gonna say it a bad show on the Lightning because these these guys we were just shocked. How do you score two goals in the last three minutes, but you can't win this game? I, what what was going on in the heads? Were they were they psyched out by the Bruins? I thought we'd come off a win. Our last game with them was very aggressive. We won handsomely in the season, but it seemed like we that they just had our number. And the Bruins fans were going bananas about that. They were how, talking a lot of smack in yeah, Boston too. You know, we own the Lightning. They you know, they can't do anything against us. And then all of a sudden, we wake up and here we are. You know, it, it was almost like a stepping stone. We won in overtime. Again, another close game, which I hate overtime games. Hmm. But, well, except that five overtime game, which is a lot of fun. Oh, God. <laughs> but, and then yesterday was just a handsome shellacking, for lack of a better term. Who knows what's going to happen in the next one? These guys are not as consistent as I'm hoping they would be. And we talked about this back in November, mm-hmm. about how inconsistent they've been. Let me pull my little dream sequence out because I always love this one. You know, back in November... <laughs> when we talked about this and, <laughs> and and how much they really just they couldn't seem to get on one page they were hot they were cold they were hot they were cold december came they just started to heat up and stay hot 
the beginning of this series, I mean, Columbus is not a team to scoff at by any means, but to go into five overtimes, good gracious. <laughs> you know, and so you have to wonder at this point, are they going to stay hot? And I really hope they are. Yeah, I hope so too. Obviously, and, and that's going to be a big a big test for them is can they continue this throughout the whole playoffs? Because that's what you have to do when you're when you're going on though. And yeah, that five overtime game that was a stressful game, huh? Uh, I I really thought when we got into the fifth overtime that this one would go the distance and become the longest game uh, in NHL history. That that was a very long game, but it also another a testament to the Bolts and that they are able to to stay hot for so long. I know both teams were getting tired at that point, I'm sure, but they kept with it. They kept fighting. They kept control of that game for, you know, majority of it, I thought, and and it paid off. They ended up getting that win, in that, which is a huge win, by the way, because imagine having to play five overtime periods and, and lose the game. I mean, that oh, yeah. not <laughs> You know, and that had to eat on Columbus, too, uh, for the rest of that series, that, that they had gone so far, played so hard, and lost. You know, that's devastating for any team. Mm-hmm. Especially well, the and, and we saw in game five, I, I don't think the series was going to get away from the Lightning, but we saw in game five against Columbus, they got down after the second period. It looked like they were going to dominate after the first. They got down at the second, and they made adjustments. They stepped up. Kevin Shattenkirk and John Cooper made, like, speeches, which is really weird to say because you don't think of, Cooper is that guy, but he he became that guy. He made adjustments, and they came out in the third, played extremely well. Then they came to overtime. They played extremely well. So I, I think the fact that this season, more than any, they are willing to adjust is testament to why they've been so successful. And I think we would have seen this if – we were playing in April and May instead of just playing where we are in August right now. We would have seen the same thing. We, yeah. We've done a really good job at at making sure that you know we're not going to let this game get away from us. And you know, if we do, let's move on to the next one. We're not going to hang our heads on one particular game. Yeah, it's it's funny because you've got a team that I mean, after the Braden Point misstep of not cross. I mean, come on guy. That's a rookie move, not crossing the line like that. And all of a sudden, and I'll put Steven behind us. So, you know, cause he's a great guy. Uh, you know, th- they make this mistake and for a, a team that unlike the lightning, that would have been devastating. These guys made a couple stupid moves, some stupid penalties. And instead of letting just get the game run away from us, they held on, they held fast and they won an overtime. You know, and then they learned from it in one game to say, okay, we're not going to take any more penalties. We're not going to fall for your crap. We're not going to, you know, do things that put us in the box. Yeah, we had a couple little four on fours, but hey, that's that's hockey. We weren't afraid to be aggressive and play like we need to, but at the same time, we're not stupid enough to take bad penalties. Thank God. Yeah, really. Yeah. Bob, what do you got? You're awful quiet now. Uh, you know me. I'm not the biggest hockey guy in the world. I'm, my real specialty is the NFL, but I throw in a little bit every now and then. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you, Bob. I don't know if you've been watching some of this stuff. I was watching a couple things earlier today about the Bucks. You know, and and there's an elephant in the room that I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll touch on a little bit here. 
I don't really want to touch on it too much is, is this stoppage of play. Uh, nobody's happy about that. Of course, there's so many things that are, that are really involved in the background and without getting too political, without getting too upset about it, it's happening. But I noticed the bucks, they were at the practice field practicing all day. Did they not get the memo to take the day off? It was a team by team decision. A lot of teams met, decided what they wanted to do. Some teams decided, hey, you know what? Let's practice, kind of get our minds off of it because you're surrounded by it 24 7 if you're watching TV. So, to some guys, it's a little bit of relief to go out there, run around, hit each other, have fun. They've been playing this game since they were five, six years old. So, to a lot of guys, it's an escape. Why, yeah. why talk about it when, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to talk about it with my kids, my wife? You know, my friends, this and that. Let me just put it out of my mind and play football for two hours. So some teams just decided that was the best way they can do it. Other teams decided, hey, let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what kind of statement we can make. And you can't fault either team, either side for whichever, whatever works for each team. That's why there's 32 teams. Coaches kind of handled it that way and said, what do you guys want to do? The Bucks chose, hey, let's practice. Let's go out there, you know probably doesn't hurt that you have the uh 75 year old tom brady running around going no we got to practice he's probably over there yelling and screaming at everybody but bob what did i tell you about that (laughs) bob i love you to death but don't talk about my brady don't you start either mister i i don't start i can't stand tom brady i the only the funniest thing about tom brady is the fact that he griped about all the boats going behind his house and while he was doing it on howard stern I was literally behind his house in a boat looking at his house and I'm listening to Howard at the same time going, Oh, that might be me. He's talking about at the time. See, now you should have called into Howard Stern and said, Hey Howard, I'm behind Tom's house right now. Yeah. Tell, tell Giselle <laughs> to take down that, that uh, cover so we can watch her in the pool kind of thing. Good gracious. See, that's, that's where you best <laughs> make it worth our while at least. Oh God. Uh, it must be the money. That's why yes. she's with him. You know, but we're we're glad to see the Bucks. I mean, we we've got a couple other people that are going to be coming on uh, as we do these shows. We got Crew Life, speaking sports. We got Crew Life, uh, real Buck fans. Guys, are you guys Buck fans too? Uh, actually, believe it or not, I'm a Packers fan. I don't know if you can see the flag behind me. Uh, I do support the Bucks though, as they're, I'm from Tampa, so I support all the Tampa teams. But uh, I end up as a Packers fan, believe it or not. I'm Way looking at Joe because you know we have this baseball team called the Rays in first place. <laughs> And now. he refuses to accept that fact that, hey, we're doing pretty good. Never won a World Series. Seven pitchers down right now. Okay. We won, we won, we won. So, uh, so Mike, what about you? Marlins are, they lost half a team, and they're still in the playoff hunt. So let's not talk about exactly. I'm uh, I'm unfortunately a Bucs fan. Uh, I have uh, never consciously seen them in the playoffs or in the playoff race. So that's been fun. But, uh, yes, I'm a Bucs fan. Yeah, I, I, me too. I'm a I'm a season ticket holder. All three t- three uh, sports. Love my my home teams. And we talked about this last week. And I'm going to ask you guys the same question. All three of you. Um, do you have a secondary team in hockey or football that you root for? 
Yes, I do. And and the reason I, I say that is, well, Ben Bishop is why. is because I was a huge yeah. Ben Bishop fan when he was here with the Bolts. I loved the guy to yeah. death. So when he, when he moved on, I was really bummed out. I knew Vassie was going to be uh, a star for us. But so if, if the Lightning aren't playing and there is somebody I'm going to pull for, it's going to be the Stars because I love Ben Bishop and he's one of my hey, favorite players in the NHL. I love it. Yeah, yeah no, I, love I, it. I have to agree. Mike, what about you? Uh, you know, I don't have a, a team for a specific reason, but um, I've really grown to be a Colorado Avalanche fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was um, I I was really like depressed when they went on their forty-eight point season a couple years ago. But I started watching them, and I'm like, they've got a lot of talent here. Like this could be a really really good team. And I just started watching their games a lot more. I became a bigger hockey fan as I've gotten older, and I think that has to do with it. I, I love watching any team uh, except for the Boston Bruins, but um, <laughs> any team from Boston in yes. that matter. Yeah, I mean, I live in Boston, so I, I got to keep my tongue uh, in my <laughs> mouth. But um, I, I just, I, I really like the Avalanche. I don't have a specific reason why, but probably because Nate McKinnon is probably my non favorite non bolt. So that I'll give that reason. Yeah, this is great because uh, I've got a couple of members that I'm fighting with and arguing with all the time that telling me they're acting like the government. They're they're saying, well, you can't root for more than one team. That's not right. You can only root for one team and support one team. That's a bunch of crap. Now I'm sitting next to an Islanders fan. That's right. He's my from birth New team. York and, my and birth, birth team. team. Just like the Buffalo Sabres are my birth team. Yep. I'm not in such dire straits right now i mean i actually played peewee hockey for the buffalo sabers but i don't have a dog in the fight because they're not here they're mm-hmm. watching tv and hanging yeah. out now your islanders yep and my bolts they might be playing us that's very right shortly that's right so who are you gonna root for there joe i'll tell you what it's my right to root for both of them and it's a win-win because i don't lose yeah that, one that, team wins that, that the other team so he's he's a Lightning fan through and through, and he yep. will be rooting for the Lightning. For Bob, the- you got two two football teams you root for? Actually, I root for everybody in football. I just love the sport. The Dolphins are my favorite team. I grew up, you know, spent three and a half decades down in South Florida, so bleed aqua and orange. But I enjoy watching certain guys play, like Patrick Mahomes. There's certain people that you just tune in to watch, and you don't really care who wins or loses. I just enjoy the sport so much. There's teams that I hate, though. Now, that's that's where it comes in. There's teams that I can't stand that I want to see lose. but Like the Jets? Like a lot. No, the, not a big fan of the Patriots. And I got a good story why. Boston fans covered the very first Super Bowl that Brady won. Ten minutes after the game's over, instead of them in euphoria that you just won a championship. Ten minutes after game, the Boston fans are outside chanting, Yankees suck. And I'm like, you can't enjoy the fact your football team just won. After that, I was done with Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's tough because you have some diehard, again, so, sorry, Mike, but you have some diehard Boston fans, and there's a few on this page and a few good friends of mine that just cannot accept the fact that other teams exist. Mm-hmm. And and it's sad. And and I, I'm the same way. I, I am not a Jets fan at all. But I don't sit there and trash the Jets. I'm not a Yankees fan. But you but do I'm, trash the Yankees. Okay, well, trash them. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of going nowhere with that one right Jesse. there because because I really Because you've been losing all I, these years. I trash the Yankees. I hate 23 them. years. I cannot stand them. No World Series. You just 
hater. You're I a know, hater. I know, I know. And I love it. And I'm Bring actually, it on. I'm actually kind of friends with a couple Yankees players from, from my days in South Bring Florida. on the hate, baby. So, But I, I get it. I get it. But, you know, I, Bob, I think you had the best answer. It's the love of the sport. We're all here because not only do we love the Lightning and the Bucks and the Dolphins and the Islanders and the Avalanche, mm -hmm. but we love the sport. We love to see hockey being played. We love to see the violent ballet that takes place on the ice, the athleticism of these guys, and just how intense it gets. It's just fun to watch, no matter who's playing sometimes. Now, guys, I hate to bring this up. Uh, we've been talking about positive stuff, but unfortunately today the NHL decided that they were going to do – I guess they got a lot of pressure after yesterday, after baseball and basketball decided that they were going to, you know, get behind this, this new, this movement of hockey diversity Alliance. What are your opinions about this? And there's no holds barred. Cause I know this man here has been waiting, chewing at the back. He wants to just go off. So I'm going to let him. So, Say what you got to say. I always do. I'll actually kind of start on this, and I'm not going to get too deep into this because I really thought about it before the game. Now, Bob knows uh, and Joe knows, but I'm, I'm a retired law enforcement officer. I spent 30 years in the job. I never shot anyone. The majority, all but a couple of my friends, have never shot anyone. We served the public. We did our jobs. And when things went bad against law enforcement officers, which they are especially now, we didn't stop responding to calls. We didn't stop doing our jobs. We got out there 24-7 and did what we were supposed to do. I'm not going to trash basketball like I'd like to, but think of it this way. And, and they're saying that they feel disrespected and they feel that they're not being hurt. Well, first of all, we're paying these guys millions of dollars a year to do a job. And they're saying, well, you can't treat us like entertainers. Well, guys, if you're out there, and you're playing basketball and you've got teams rooting for you and you've got people rooting for these teams that is important in our society we are a society that likes to rally around different things like sports teams it's an it's a creative outlet that takes us away from doing things like rioting and causing destruction and having you know non-positive issues because we have a creative outlet you take that outlet away, problems start to exist. I am. There's a picture in the Tampa Bay Times today, and it, it was such a moving picture because it is a young black man taking the ball rack back off the court because they didn't play. Now, the players' egos, or whatever, for whatever reason, they decided not to play. They don't understand the ramifications on everybody else. Just like when there's a strike, just like when there's a lockout. So many different people are affected. Disney security officers aren't working. Coaches aren't working. People that are cleaning the stadiums aren't working. You're hurting so many people for a idea. I don't blame them for wanting to get their voices out. And I do not go against hockey diversity. I think it's fantastic. I think it's true. If you're a good player, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever you are, if you're a good player, good enough to play in the NHL, you should be given the number one shot to play in the NHL. But 
I don't think that it, it needs to take away from all the ancillary people that are just doing their jobs and trying to get paid. We're already hurting because of Corona. We've already lost so many people within the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA because of this virus and they can't work because the stadiums are not open and not allowing fans to participate. Why are we further hurting the people that we're trying to entertain and support? That's my two cents. And I'm going to turn my mic off. Holy cow. I'm surprised he was so calm. You're usually like, you know, you're not a pit bull like me, but usually you're like, I'm very passionate about this because I've put a lot of thought into it. I've put a lot of research into it. Holy crap. I thought he was just going to go off tonight. No, because I, I don't blame, I don't blame the players at all for the decisions they've made. Yes, they're passionate decisions. Yes, I don't agree with their decisions. But my problem is who are they hurting in the interest of trying to promote an idea? And that's my concern. Mike, it's up to you. What do you got? Mike looks bored. <laughs> I, I am never bored. I, I can <laughs> make, that, uh, make that claim right now. You know, as speaking as a, a, a teenager, um, it is a – I've gone through a lot of growing over the past, uh, you know, couple of years mentally. Uh, and my thought processes on a lot of things have changed. And and for this, I, I can only come up with, with one thing that I, I don't want to be misconstrued. But if a couple of games get canceled, I, I look at it like a weather delay. And I, I listen to the messages that are being spread by these players. And there have been teams that have uh, – you know, not only said things, but done things as well. I think of the Rays and the fact that they are pledging over $100,000 per month to causes that support this sort of stuff. So I, I want to be able to divulge as much, or I guess uh, take in as much information as possible before I really make a decision. Because again, the world is changing. I'm still growing up. Um, and I don't have an opinion. I think that would be construed as like firm set. So uh, I'm not trying to, to take the coward's way out, but I, I feel like there's still a lot to learn and I haven't learned, uh, learned a lot of it. You know, and, and Mike, I got to totally, totally agree with you on that. We all, I mean, I am 53 years old and God, you're what, 106 or something like that, you know, and we still don't be full of envy looking like this. <laughs> we still have a lot to learn. We every day, every day. And it's not because we need to learn it. It's because things around us change and we have to understand the needs and wants of societies as a whole. The, the problem that we're seeing is that we're going about it just in a weird way. And we're, it's almost like we're hurting the ones we love. And by the way, guys, it is 7.59. We're going to go over tonight because this mm -hmm. is such a fantastic show. Guys, yeah. we are so glad that all three of you are joined us tonight. This is a fantastic show. If we have to go four hours, we don't care. <laughs> well, okay, I care because I got to work. I got things to do. You're, what are you talking about? You're retired. You got to work. One of us got to work. I got to work. I work yeah. for Clorox. Hey, this, this you guys need wipes. This face don't look pretty because I don't get enough sleep. That's I get my beauty sleep. Oh, good lord! I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, Mike, I gotta agree with you. 
Yeah, thanks, thanks, Bob. I heard that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I got to agree with you. It, it's a changing and a dynamic world. <laughs> and for somebody who's older, who's seen a lot of this, and who's, you know, I, I don't want to say I've worked the front lines of this and, and and know what is going on in the heads of some of these people that are concerned, because I don't. But when you have a sports star or an athlete or a actor who makes a snap decision without a factual basis, including our politicians. Oh, God, don't get it, me started. It, on I that. know it makes it difficult to back a team that is making a decision based upon a non-factual issue. It's almost like, does the mob rule now? Who's in charge? Is it the people that have built this country and are elected to run this country? Or is it the mob because they have violence? But, uh, Jake, what do you think? Uh, you know, it, this is a very tough situation. And looking at it from an NHL perspective, I think, you know, they're basically in a lose-lose situation here. Because if you don't play games, you know, then one side's angry at you for for um, not playing. And then if you play games, the other side is angry at you. So, you know, it's it's a terrible situation. I wish we didn't have to talk about things like this, but unfortunately, we do. Uh, and you know, I you know, it's tough. It it really, really is. You know, I think the hockey guy. I don't know if you guys ever watched him on YouTube, but I love him. I think he's a really great YouTuber. I think he put it best. You know, he said, "Listen, these people, when it comes to this situation, are pretty set in stone in the way they're thinking." So in NHL not playing games isn't going to, you know, no one's going to sit there and go, oh, well, since the NHL is not playing, I'm going to change my side here. You know, it, it, right. it, it's a tough situation. It's something nobody really likes to talk about. It, it's, you know, I think it's lose-lose basically, but um, I just hope that we can get past it. We can move on. We get back to playing sports because I think sports, you know, as much as a big platform that they are for people to speak out, they're also a huge unifier, which is really important to a lot of people. Um, sports are a huge, you know, escape from reality. You look at times like like 9-11, for example. Sports came back a little sooner than most people thought because people needed and wanted sports. So, uh, it, it, you know, I think opinion changes depending on who you ask, but it's a tough, tough lose-lose situation for the NHL. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's not only tough tough for the NHL, but I think it's a, a lose lose for everyone involved, because right. a lot of your and and I'm not going to generalize, but a lot of your special interest groups that are are making big points these days look toward the NBA for guidance. Don't know why but they do, and those guys I guess were forced into it. You know, darn Jake, you made me think a little bit here. Uh, they've they've kind, of, they've kind of forced them into a situation where. They're looking for answers. They're looking for them to do something. And and they've already said, if you don't speak up, then you're against us, which is, is, is ludicrous. But it, and unfortunately, that's that's the thought process here. And it is a lose-lose situation. Like you said, if they play or they don't, half the people are going to be mad. The other half are going to be happy. So, yeah, we're, we're all kind of toast here, not only in sports, but in life in general right now. I saw a lot of posts today after, you know, I posted that about the cancellation for the two games. And there are a lot of people just so upset yeah. and so livid and they don't they. Oh, I'm going to give up my season tickets. Oh, I'm going to stop watching hockey. I'm going to ban it. I'm, I don't want nothing to do with it anymore. Come on. Give me a break. You know, you're going to you know, you're going to watch your teams. Yep. You know you're gonna be a Bolts fan no matter what. You love the team. You're gonna follow the team. You're gonna, you know, be a real fan. And you know us, 
you know, we researched the teams, put a lot of hours and efforts into the, you know, production of the shows and everything. Lots of hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, um, just the last four years, you know, uh, taking care of this show. Um, I'm always bringing in the Bible all the time of stuff. And, you know, there's, there's never enough that you can cover because there's always stuff that we can go on for hours talking about. True. So, Bob, what's your NFL take on this? See, I've spent years and years in locker rooms, you know, 20 years experience being around pro sports between NFL, MMA, stuff like that. You, back in the day, athletes were told, basically, their opinion didn't matter. These guys are quite intelligent. players all go to college. but they study or not, that's a different story, but they all go to college. So, then a couple years back, I think it was five years ago, four years ago, whatever, Colin Kaepernick decides to take a knee as a protest and gets trashed for it. Not to get political, but the president bashed him. A lot of people bashed him, whatever. Athletes then kind of got resilient and said, hey, we have opinions. People are trying to silence our opinions. So that made them want to express things even more. So I think that's why you see some of the stuff you see now after years of being discounted where they see players in the past that they still talk to that tell them back in the day when I was there, X and X, and X happened. And you know, I was told that my opinion didn't matter. So now these guys are kind of paying it forward saying, Hey, guess what? My opinion does matter. I have a platform and I'm going to express it. And you see last night, a couple guys on the Milwaukee bucks, there's 15 guys on the team. They voted, Hey, let's not play this game. And because those 15 said, let's not play it. The two games afterwards got canceled. Countless baseball games, hockey games, everything else all got canceled. So guess what? They have a voice and now they're, now they're basically told use it. They're yeah. expected to use it. So you yeah. can't fault. Them. And, and by the way, you mentioned Colin uh, Kaepernick uh, taking a knee. It was actually four years ago yesterday. And that's one of the reasons why they decided not to play yesterday is because it was the four year anniversary of him taking the knee. Mm-hmm. Little known trivia. Mm-hmm. What happens when you study? <laughs> uh, okay, we we have uh, we've gone over <laughs> a little bit. We've talked about some really big issues. We've talked about a fa- fantastic game uh, all the way around. It's it's been great, guys. I can only thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It is it's been a lot of fun. I love getting uh, other views mm-hmm. from people. I know Joe likes it too. He just doesn't want to talk about it right now. I don't what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. You're happy. <laughs> you're of course happy. I'm happy. Of course you're happy. Hey, the Bolts won. And, of course, whenever the Bolts win, I sleep better at night. And I get up and I, I get my game notes ready for the next day. I'm like, you know, Brian Burns yeah. and, and all those beat writers, Joe Smith, all those guys. Um, you know, they're great guys in person, too. I've met them. And, uh, you know, they study. They research. They're they put a lot of notes together. The game notes, they stay up for hours. Brian Burns especially. Oh, yeah. And your guys show Bay Bolts. Uh, you, awesome by the way, show. you can find them on Twitter, at Bay underscore Bolts, and Bay Bolts on YouTube. Fantastic show. Great point of view. I love when we can have a bigger discussion uh, with more people talking about how much we love the Lightning and yep. even love NHL, Bob, and NFL and stuff. We're glad to have everybody aboard. Uh, any final points from you guys? 
No, I just want to say thank you, thank you to you guys for having us on the show. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can do some more stuff in the future. So, thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, very much so, Mike. Appreciate it, guys. I'm looking forward to re watching the rest of the uh, Bolts Bruins series. But uh, again, it was great to talk uh, about uh, you know everything that's going on, especially the Lightning series. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully they win in five, but you never know. I got him in six, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm, I'm with Joe on this one on six, but who knows, Bob? What you got? Anything? I'm closing. Just happy to be able to help you guys out. Come on, you know, move the talk forward a little bit and have a good time. So thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. You we guys are always welcome back on any time you love want. the Bay Bolts. Love yeah. those guys. Yeah, you know where to find us and uh, Bay Bolts. We look forward to seeing your shows on there too. So I'm going to think about you guys, and we're going to finish up the show. Thank you so much. Guys. All right, thank you. Great job, right, man. Bye -bye. Anytime you go want to come on the show. Yep. All right, guys. That is the Thunder Strikers show. Um, oh. Yeah, a lot of fun tonight. Look at that. Wow. We didn't even do much of this. <laughs> you know, not a lot of clapping. We didn't even get to do the horn. You know, but it was a lot of fun all the way around. I uh, just couldn't. I just couldn't keep on, you know – Listening to them, guys, you know, like I do all the time. I love their show. Uh, you know, I just love the fact that we can combine, you know, shows and, yeah. and, and have those guys on. And, and we all talk about everything about the Bolts and everything. Yep. It's so much fun. And like I said, um, you guys want to come on again ever. I mean, we'd love oh, yeah. to have you. And uh, my producer is coming at the bit because he wants guests. I love it. Uh, this this <laughs> new platform, guys, I'm going to give a quick shout out to StreamYard. StreamYard has been just fantastic. It's easy to use. It's a lot of fun. If you've got a podcast and you want a platform with multiple guests and all these other cool things you can do, StreamYard is the thing to use. Uh, definitely check out StreamYard.com and see what it can do for you. Joe, you got any final thoughts? We're going to head out of here. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. I, I really don't care about the show going over because, you know, there was a lot to talk about tonight. Plus, we had some really good guests, very entertaining, uh, very knowledgeable guys. Um, uh, I'm just really, really happy that the Bolts won last night and, and kicked their butts. Any team from Boston, I love kicking their butts. <laughs> exactly. Bottom line. But exactly. I will say this. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the shows. We had a really good show the other night with yeah. uh, Byron Richmond's yeah. reunion Welcome with the back, Tampa Bay Thunderstrikers. Yes. Welcome did a, back. Did a good job. We got some good ratings. Um, so I was really happy with that because, you know, I'm a stats guy and I love to always wa watch the ratings and always want to, you know, make sure that the show's really, really doing good and stuff. Um, so, again, you know, I want to thank everybody for watching the show, supporting the show. And um, unfortunately, we got this mess right now. But uh, Sunday, the boats will play and, you know, we'll uh, pick up where we left off. And, and that's kicking some uh, mass holes. Yeah, exactly. Their nickname is well, Mass. Let's let's Holes. be nice. Let's be nice. That is being nice. Uh, exactly. All right. So, folks, <laughs> I want to again That's thank really everybody, nice. not only that came on the show, but thanks all for watching. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can find us on Castbox under Tampa Bay Thunderstrikers on YouTube, and now even on Twitch. Check us out on all these those three platforms, and mm -hmm. you can always rewind and check out Facebook anytime you'd like. Sure. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Thunderstrikers, I am Jeff Snyder, along here with my host. 
Jody Angelo, and we're going to say goodbye. Thank you so much. See you on Sunday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Don't forget Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go I'm your host, Jody Angelo. Good night, everybody. Good night. Go